of November 27th, 2023, this is Diet Science with Dee McCaffrey. Dee's an organic chemist and a doctor in clinical nutrition who lost 100 pounds by staying away from processed foods. Now, every week on Diet Science, Dee covers a topic or two that's important for you and your family's health. This is your co-host, Michael McCaffrey. So, Dee, what's the topic for this week? This week, we're actually going to be talking about processed foods um, and staying away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, a new report that's going to be coming out uh, that is going to sort of shake things up a little bit with the dietary guidelines for Americans. So, mm-hmm. so the dietary guidelines for Americans, it's, it's a report, sort of like this lengthy government report that is published or basically updated every five years. It's um, put together by the Departments of Agriculture and Health and Human Services. Usually it's an advisory committee made up of physicians, nutritionists, dietitians, um, health and fitness experts. Um, and, you know, they all sort of pour over the, the latest research in the areas of health and nutrition. And then they come up with their recommendations, and it's called the Dietary Guidelines for Americans. And this is what the uh, USDA Food Guide Pyramid was based upon, mm-hmm. was, was this type of a, a committee mm-hmm. came up with the recommendations. Um, and now we have what is called the MyPlate mm-hmm. uh, program, which mm-hmm. is you know part of the USDA. So, so the Dietary Guidelines for Americans are the guidelines that are utilized in school lunch programs, any type of um, government, you know, any meals that are served in government buildings or on military bases, um, hospitals, convalescent homes, you know, those types of places where they get funding from the government for the food programs. Mm -hmm. Um, so, So here's the deal. We would think that they would have already done this, but they haven't ever warned us to steer clear of ultra processed foods Mm. the guidelines have been warning to you know sort of look for certain things like foods high in sodium or foods high in sugar or saturated fats but they've never actually warned uh, consumers against eating too many ultra processed foods Mm. and so what they're what what's happening now is they're actually working on examining all of the research because there is plenty of research now mm-hmm. showing the impact of processed foods processed foods on health so in recent years dozens of studies have found that people who consume a lot of ultra processed foods have higher rates of weight gain obesity cardiovascular disease cancer diabetes and other chronic health diseases Mm -hmm. and and so you know basically nutrition experts say that highlighting ultra processed foods and the guidelines could that could have a significant effect on the country's national food programs i mean you know it's 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 really crazy to consider that um, the national school lunch program allows schools to serve 
children meals that consist of Domino's pizza, mm -hmm. Lunchables, Cheez-Its, you know, other ultra-processed foods that have, they've been formulated to meet the government standards for things like fat, protein, sodium, whole grains, which by the way, they, the, the current recommendation is make half of the grains you eat whole grains, mm -hmm. which, which is sort of, you know, saying the other half could be refined, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. they don't say the other half can be refined, but they just say make half of them whole. So mm -hmm. the person is left to make their own conclusion from that, right? Mm -hmm. So but basically, um, here's something interesting. Many of the processed foods that, that would fit the definitions for the government standards are loaded with additives. Like, mm -hmm. uh, for example, the turkey in a box of Lunchables that is served in schools contains 14 different ingredients, including mm -hmm. additives for texture, flavor, and shelf life. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, so I think this is really good news because even back in the early 1990s, when the first food guide pyramid came out in 1992, there was a uh, one of the nutritionists who was hired to put that together. She later uh, wrote a scathing article about the process mm -hmm. because she said, you know, we we were all uh, top notch nutritionists from universities that were hired by the USDA to create the guidelines for Americans. So what we presented to them was rejected by the a lot of the industries. They had interests in changing them. For example, the the grain, you know, the grain industries like the corn industry or the wheat industry, they wanted more servings of grains instead of what they had, you know, they had the base of the pyramid be vegetables, the mm -hmm. nutritionists did, mm -hmm. but it eventually got changed to where the base of the pyramid was grains. Mm. And in 1992, they never distinguished between whole grains and uh, refined, mm -hmm. right? And, and the, you know, the dairy industry had an influence and, right. and the meat industry had an influence. So the, the, so there was a lot of lobby uh, food industry influence into that food guide. Mm -hmm. And that has gone on over the years. It's not like it's ever gone away. There's always been some kind of an influence. And of course, the you know, when now that the word that we're going to start looking at ultra processed foods, and maybe making recommendations to limit them, the the food industry is pushing back on that now. Mm -hmm. And this is, it's kind of funny, because it's not really new. But when you read about it, and you're coming from the perspective of someone who is always trying to get people to eat healthier foods you it's almost kind of laughable so the uh one group the uh the institute of food technologies wrote a letter addressed to the health and human services committee who's putting together the guidelines um and um they wrote that uh Food processing helps preserve food for longer and improves the shelf life, which minimizes food waste, is more affordable for customers since they will waste less, and ensures food and nutrition security when fresh foods may not be available or accessible. So that's their argument about why we shouldn't restrict ultra-processed foods in the guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, and then another, uh, another industry, this was... Um, 
a letter from the American Frozen Food Institute. Mm -hmm. Um, They wrote that the Dietary Guidelines for Americans Committee should not proceed with the recommendations about level of food processing as part of the recommendations. Um, and And this person said that the Dietary Guidelines should recognize that all foods can fit into a nutritious dietary pattern with moderation. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is always the message that comes from the food industry is that we can, you know, we everyone should be able to eat anything, especially the things we're selling, right, right. <laughs> um, in moderation, you know. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm not going to go, um, you know, like say we, you could never eat a chicken nugget or, yeah. you know, could never eat certain things. But I think it's important for people to have guidelines that will tell them how much is too much right right because i think a lot of people really don't know that it's it's too confusing right now Mm -hmm. and more more and more people are reading labels on their food products they are looking at you know the numbers and everything and making decisions based off of that we know that people do that when they're looking at sodium numbers they're looking at that when they're looking at saturated fat numbers so so if there's a guideline about how much ultra processed food to consume, I think that could go a long way with, with helping people to have at least something as a benchmark to look at. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anything more before we go here? Well, I'm, you know, obviously I'm coming from a place where, you know, what's what took us so long to get to this, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, probably one of the biggest question is we don't yet really actually have a specific definition of what exactly constitutes an ultra processed food. But we do know that it's typically something you can't make at home. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's these are typically things that are made in food laboratories and they tend to be things like artificial sweeteners, synthetic colors synthetic flavors emulsifiers and other ingredients that you you can't get in a grocery store to go and make your own cake or to make your own bread at home right Mm -hmm. so um so just you know sticking to things that are more i guess what we would call real foods as opposed to these uh artificially produced additives that many of them are questionable already anyway right right Thank you, Dee, for another informative week. Diet Science is the official podcast for Process-Free America. We're a nonprofit dedicated to eliminating childhood and adult obesity through nutrition education to both young and old. You can catch this podcast and lots of other great podcasts and articles at processfreeamerica.org. This is Dee McCaffrey, and until next time, go forth and be healthy.